This is the worst assignment we've ever had. Worse than the time we were attacked by the flesh-eating virus? Oh, he bit me with my own teeth! No, this is much more irritating. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And today, we're actually bringing you a very special episode in that we're not watching the X-Files. We watch an episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I think my first ever episode of The Simpsons. Mine too. I've, seen. I've never <laughs> seen a full episode of The Simpsons before. We're, we're young millennials, so it's not a cultural touchstone for us. Well, I think um, also like... It was one of those things for me where it was just like, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. Yeah, I don't think my parents, my parents like kind of let me do whatever I wanted to, so to speak. Yeah. But I think they were like, don't watch The Simpsons, it's stupid. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> like, I think my mom's feelings on it. I don't think my dad cared, but my mom did, which is like most of like my media restrictions as a child. Mm-hmm. But before we dive into that, I kind of wanted to talk about well, we actually we got a question from Raina, so thank you, Raina, for sending the question. <laughs> um, she she asked about the X Files fan community, and and I kind of it kind of led me down this rabbit hole. I was mm-hmm. like reading fanlore.org, uh, and Ooh. it was it's it's wild out there, uh, <laughs> but it is kind of funny because like the X Files is like probably one of the first like online fan mm-hmm. communities that and so a lot of the posting online mm-hmm. a lot of the posting happened on usenet on the alt.tv.x files uh group or i don't know what the hell are called boards or whatever <laughs> but they actually had like a they had like a, a couple like spawn they had like one for creative where you could post like fanfics and stuff mm-hmm. and uh some other stuff so it was it was a pretty big community and i i I knew some stuff about the early fan community just because, like, when you're in a community for a while, you kind of pick up the lore and mm-hmm. all the details and stuff. So I knew some of this stuff, especially because um, Kumail Nanjiani talks a lot about it on his podcast, or did, because he, he's not making it right now. But yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think the, the most interesting notes from, like, the early fan community is, like... <laughs> That it was just as like, as noxious and annoying as like the they usually are. <laughs> yeah, with like flame wars. I was reading it and I was like, flame wars, man, that takes me back. <laughs> Ooh, oh my god, flame wars. We're we're gonna bring oh. back flame wars in twenty twenty two. I think. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we need to. <laughs> All the haters be flaming. Yeah, and which is just. Like it's a flame face. war. You just yeah. it's just what on forums, whenever you got into a huge argument, it's called a flame war. It's when you got beef with a stranger on the internet, y'all just yell at each other all the time. Exactly. And then you get so mad you create sock puffet accounts to reinforce your ideas of <laughs> that you're right and they're Cyberbullying <laughs> has always existed, guys. And then you get caught using sock puppet accounts. And then you get banned. It's a whole thing. <laughs> exactly. And then you have to and get your sister to create an account <laughs> under your name, under her name. Incredible. So then you can. Incredible. <laughs> Cyberbully some more. We do not exactly. condone cyberbullying. Don't do it. No. So yeah, it has. Uh, I did learn. Uh, I was like, I was sending this stuff to Laura because it was really cracking me up. <laughs> um, this they had like a, a gossip column, like 
somebody like made a newsletter that they published and they um they would post blind items <laughs> just like and the just, sass in them too like it was incredible they're so like acerbic it's just like damn shots fired yeah and it was called the acid desk and i'm like that really fits oh yeah there you go <laughs> so there's like a lot of that um and I don't know a ton about that, but it is funny to kind of read about secondhand because it's it's just funny. I fan communities are so interesting to me. I think fandom is it's really hard to describe to people that like mm-hmm. haven't experienced it because it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. And then the other there are like two notable other things I wanted to talk about about that one is like <laughs> one I found out. So I knew about Gossamer, which was like the X Files's big um, hub for fan fiction in the 90s because before like fanfiction.net and like AO3 which Mm -hmm. is where people post fanfic now they had to like have their own servers (laughs) and so like you had to just like submit it and then it would just be there and it was kind of interesting because if you like look at them now they'll have like their email address and they're like hey if you want to talk to me like just email me (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah so in the mid to late 1990s this is from fanlore.org the gossamer archives were one of the big three single-media f- fandom-focused archives on the internet and remained the largest single-fandom fanfiction archive until the emergence of various Harry Potter archives. That makes sense. So that's really that's really interesting. And also that, like, initially Gossamer was hosted on, like, an Ohio State University server, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> and then, like, the other thing is they got into, like, huge arguments on the Usenet forums because there was, like, this whole thing about, like, it was called Romo or No Roma, like romantic, whether mm-hmm. you shipped Mulder and Scully, whether you didn't, and like were very passionately either way. And so, yeah, that's kind of how the fandom was in like the early 90s, late mid to late 90s. Just forum and forums and gossip and chaos. Yeah, forum bullshit. Yeah. I kind of miss forums, honestly. Twitter doesn't hit the same, you know? No, and I think that it's interesting. I think there are areas of the internet that are, like, forums right now, but they're kind of being, like, rediscovered and, like, tend to be a bit Mm -hmm. more radical spaces. And it's like, this is actually the basis of the internet, guys. Like, the internet, like, at its heart has always been forums. But I think that Mm -hmm. there are some, like, forums that are still out there. They're just not mainstream like social media internet consumption which is like most of our use of the internet yeah yeah. for sure yeah totally and i watched i watched it in 2014 so i I got like a little bit of like pre-revival x-files which i i don't really remember anything like super notice notable before i think i think it was like typically just kind of mean girl stuff sometimes but also Mm -hmm. like cool people and everything Mm-hmm. But but I think during the revival is when I had the I've had the most fun in the X Files community. Yeah, uh, because it was like we we're reacting with the show airing, and that's always fun. And also like the the episodes were kind of wild. Yeah, you got to participate more as it was happening, whereas that wasn't something that um, you could do because you were a child whenever it was first airing. Right, and also like just like a toddler being in and <laughs> watching the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> toddler shelby at her yeah parents well, computer also like the funniest thing to me about like watching it during the revival was that like it was just mostly people like taking the piss out of the show mm-hmm. because it was like not good but it was like funny it was like really right. fun right to just like joke around about like how goofy this whole thing is right like <laughs> it's kind of like whenever something like that is collectively bad it's like you you form a camaraderie of all suffering through it together <laughs> yeah yeah and it was just like 
just seeing what what could go wrong and it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and the community's died down a bit but it Mm -hmm. definitely still exists it's uh you could definitely find people posting about it i mean i am posting about it on twitter so yeah that's one person yeah no there's (laughs) there's still like yeah it's still a cult classic for sure yeah for sure and there's always like new people getting into it i think because um, I think it's kind of young. Yeah, it kind of has like a young fandom. Mm-hmm. Well, it also still has like the Gen Xers that are like still talking about it. It's like the Gen Xers who watched it when it was originally airing, the millennials who like rediscovered it as like teenagers and college kids, and then the Zoomers who are also now rediscovering it as like high school mm-hmm. and college kids as well. And the um, Zoomers are only watching it because they love Jillian Anderson. Like I don't think they really care that much about the show, which is also fine. <laughs> Samesies, I get it. It's 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 valid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a, a very short history of the fandom. Um, but yeah, so that, that was that was fun to dive to dive into. I mean, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend just like going to fanlore.org, like clicking the X Files one, and just like going through like Wikipedia rabbit holes. I love like, it. Those people are nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good Wikipedia rabbit hole. So, and I had a question that I came up with that I thought would be kind of fun to talk about, and it was, what is the wildest, like, most out there conspiracy theory that you do, like, genuinely believe, or, like, half-hearted, or sort of believe? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. At least think is plausible. Yeah. So, for me, yeah. um, I have I have one, and this is mostly my favorite because I think it's generally, generally like, pretty harmless, because um, mm-hmm. there's some, there's some, like, internet conspiracy theories that can get pretty dark um but for yeah. me it's personally that avril lavigne um is, has been replaced with a body double named melissa um <laughs> I, I i definitely remember seeing this but i don't think yeah. i read into it so it started uh, and like the person who started this like said that they started it like as a joke so like there's really like i don't know but like it could be real but um right. it started as like this like blog this in 2011 this like brazilian blogger like basically started had this post about how like avril is dead and the whole theory and evidence and then there was like sort of a revival of it a couple years later in like a separate twitter that thread that went into a lot of like comparing like um i wasn't able to find the twitter thread but i I remember reading it that was like comparing a lot of like press and media photos and like lyrics and whatnot and so like basically the overarching theory is that like avril lavigne's first album let go came out in 2002 and then, like, she got mm. pretty famous from it, right? And so, like, after that, like, um, there's, like, this whole theory that she, like, got depressed and stuff and, like, became friends with this girl, Melissa, who was, like, a body double for her to avoid, like, media attention. Like, Melissa would go out instead of, like, Avril or whatever. And mm. they grew, like, they, like, developed a friendship. But then Avril was, like, the real Avril was also depressed and eventually committed suicide or whatever. And so then Melissa just took over as Avril starting on some people so the original post says starting on her second album there's another subsect of the theory that believes that the vocals on the second album are actually real avril and that was recorded before um she died and so (laughs) everything else has just been like melissa ever since and there's this like Mm. press photo that came out where she like has her like mouth covered but like melissa written on her hand and (laughs) as I mean, I'm sure there's some explanation for it, but people are like, well, I mean, what? I mean, obviously, that's her saying that she's actually Melissa and not Avril. Yes, exactly. Um, And Avril Lavigne has gone on to say that, obviously, that she's still alive. That she's, yeah, she's um, real. Yeah. 
and not a turd. But I mean, I don't know. It could be Melissa. There, there are some. How like, wild would it be? It, it would it be. Was. It would be wild. I mean, like some of the photos are like you know, there's a mole that ex- exists here, but not here, and you know the wonders of cosmetic dermatology that is totally possible i mean it's easy to remove moles but i mean yeah some moles it's complicated but you know like there's a lot of like there's photoshop there's like a lot of a lot of reasons that some of these things exist um i think it's kind of funny to think that avril lavigne is really just this (laughs) body double melissa pretending to be avril lavigne the entire time yeah and yeah and little like tomboy pop punk me like loved avril lavigne especially her first Mm -hmm. two albums i'm not really familiar with a lot of her other work because i just didn't like it as much but yeah i just i that that one's mine i just think it's i think you Mm -hmm. know maybe maybe it is really melissa we'll never know (laughs) i think i think mine of like that kind of equivalent is um did you ever see that thread where someone said that like leah leah michelle was illiterate No. I don't remember much of the details, but it, it's just very funny. My friend Brett, friend of the show Brett, mm-hmm. uh, said it to me. <laughs> I think he genuinely believes it. This is this is a Brett thing. Um, I feel like I'm neutral on it. Yeah, she's she's a monster. So I don't like. Right. I think it's kind of. I I think part of it is more people wanting to make fun of Leah Michelle for like being awful, being a horrible. Bully. And I think it was like I think it was like an offhand comment that like Naya Rivera. Rivera R.I.P. said at one point. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I think at one point she said something about like, I don't even know if she can read or something like that. <laughs> people kind of ran with her. <laughs> you know, if that's all that started. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mine, mine's darker. Mm-hmm. I think I actually have like a lot. I don't know. I'm like pretty into conspiracy theories, but I don't know if I ever believe them as much right. as I just think they're fascinating. I was kind of always more into like fan, crazy fan theories. So not quite so much like real world conspiracies, but like, especially mm-hmm. on like the A Song of Ice and Fire, like subreddit, like I'm a big fan of Jojen Paste. I just think that's hilarious. That one's wild. That one's so <laughs> I love that one. And you know what? That I don't think George R. R. Martin's ever going to finish the books. So I think it's just going to be Jojen Paste forever. Jojen Paste is real. <laughs> based Israel. The theory is that was it Bran mm-hmm. when he was in the that forest with the three eyed raven was being fed that paste and the paste was Jojen. It was really Jojen, like they killed Jojen and then ground him up into a paste and then fed him to Bran. And that's why Too Bran's having in. all of these visions. <laughs> it's Jojen paste. But mine mine is like I kind of I think I do believe that. QAnon is like an operation that someone's running yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, it definitely yeah. has an air of a psyop around it. It really does. It's because, okay, so my evidence is I watched the HBO documentary Q Into the Storm, mm-hmm. which I would like recommend, but it's a really hard watch. Mm-hmm. So like, I have a pretty hard stomach and I had to be like, close my eyes at some points. Most because I did forget that mass shooters post a lot on eight coon and i did forget that mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when it's like those seats i'm like no 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 yeah <laughs> i'm not doing this yeah. but anyway it's still a good documentary i did know a decent amount of it because i've known about QAnon for a little bit for mm-hmm. a hot minute because i'm online mm-hmm. and because i think reply all did an episode about QAnon, which is probably where i heard about it first but <laughs> anyway so it started i do think it started as like just a joke someone did online because it's like very there's very 4chan to just like pretend to be somebody and see if you could get anyone to believe it right so i do think it was somebody like i'm a high level i have a high level clearance in the u.s government and i'm gonna tell 
my secrets in these really cryptic ways. I definitely think it was just someone like doing a joke. But I think now, I mean, Q hasn't posted in months, I think. But I think towards the tail end, it was definitely being uh, like done by someone to some end Mm -hmm. beyond. Like whether you think that was like the owner of 8-Coon or 8-Chan at the time, it was called 8-Chan. They got shut down. They had to reopen. So now it's 8-Coon. But like on 8-Chan, whether you think it's like the owner, Ron Watkins, which I, I would agree with, but I think... I think he has like more connections to like mm-hmm. the U.S. government than he's led on. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I think to a degree it was someone doing something to it. And you might say to what end, like for what purpose? And my answer is I kind of think it was done to discredit like Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Right. Because mm-hmm. it feels a little on the no- nose for like in 2018 QAnon to res- rise. And then 2019, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff kind of starts to resurface. And then he gets murked in a cell. Yeah. And I think it is like, it's supposed to make anyone talking about Epstein sound crazy. Right. Because you also have a mix of like QAnon people thinking like the elites are pedophiles and like doing human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, but like Epstein was doing that. But actually though, like for real. (laughs) But actually we do have the names Mm -hmm. of the people on the flight logs. So I think there was a little bit of that, of like trying to discredit the very real very documented evidence of like the Epstein stuff mm-hmm. with this kind of really absurdist like they're in the basement of Comet Ping Pong even though Comet Ping Pong doesn't have a basement and like the the fact that like a lot of the QAnon stuff I mean it's bigger than that now but like it's kind of engulfed so much of the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. <laughs> but like just having like those people like that real history like real thing within people saying like they're like children trapped underground and they're like mole children and like sorry <laughs> mole children these, like, just makes me think of like um x-men there's like the morgoths <laughs> they like live in the sewers um, anyway <laughs> yes our, our traffic children in, in the sewers or underground the or whatever the hell they are anyway yeah that's my theory i actually have a lot but i don't want to say most of them on air so yeah that's fair that's understandable <laughs> But yeah, so on to the Springfield Files. Yeah. And this episode aired, this is season eight, episode 10 of The Simpsons called The Springfield Files. I must say I had to pay Amazon $2 in order to watch this episode. Oh no. So I did it for the pot. (laughs) Oh my God. I just used, I have someone's Disney Plus account and I just used it. That's nice. (laughs) Thank you, Kevin. Thanks. so this episode aired January 12th, 1997, and I did find out, looking into this, that The Simpsons and The X-Files aired on the same nights. So this episode aired, and then there was an ep- it was actually the pot, and then after it was the pilot of King of the Hill. Oh. And then after that was the, the X-Files episode, season four episode, I left it blank. I don't know. I don't remember the number. Anyway, it's El Mundo <laughs> Era, and it's not a good episode. It's bad. That's hilarious. But this <laughs> this episode aired during season four of The X-Files, mm-hmm. which it was kind of at its cultural... Because mm-hmm. it started to get more prominence during season three. So you have like season four and season five, and then you have the movie. So this is kind of like right in the heyday mm-hmm. of The X-Files. And I don't have a plot summary because it's a comedy. 
and it's just Homer it's a, sees it, an alien. It's a Simpsons then, episode. Yeah, like what? <laughs> there's no plot. It, but the plot is basically Homer sees an alien, and then Mulder and Scully come to investigate. They find out what the alien is. So, yep, that's it. Yeah, and the the credits. My understanding is the cr- the credits of or the opening theme of The Simpsons is a bit of a like they put like little Easter eggs or little jokes mm-hmm. in the credits, and mm-hmm. they constantly change. Is I guess Bart's change what he writes on the chalkboard always changes, but this time mm-hmm. it was the truth is not out there. Yeah, that was cute. which is fun. Yeah, and we we opened with Leonard Nimoy also making a cameo. It's really chalkboard, and he's he's doing a send up of his show in search of, which yeah. I had to look up because I'd never seen that show. Yeah, neither have I. But <laughs> I did it, his line is it, it's just you know he's just doing a little bit and the, this line it's all lies but they're entertaining lies and in the end. Isn't that the real truth? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> I know. I love that part. <laughs> the answer is no. I did put this, my notes before I looked up what it was. My notes were, this feels like a spoof of what? No clue. I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, Shelby. Just, that's fun. It's fun because I feel like I don't get to say I'm too young anymore, even though I yeah. am still young. Yeah. But I think sometimes this is a whole conversation we shouldn't have like don't have time to have but like mm-hmm. <laughs> i think young youngness is really skewed on the internet right oh absolutely i think everyone's Especially made right to now. feel ancient yeah anyway so it's nice to feel young <laughs> my mom's gonna get mad at that so anyway look forward to your text mother sorry debbie <laughs> she'd be like you don't even know how young you are and i'm like yeah i know i, know. <laughs> I still feel like a child debbie don't worry we know <laughs> Uh, so Homer, <laughs> I did love the bit where Homer is his idea on how to get out of work so he can go get drunk was to hook the surveillance camera up to a VCR. So it's just showing the VCR and it's just like very clearly shot in the seventies. And, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Burns is like, Oh, look, they're hard at work. <laughs> yeah. He's, just, he's, that was, it's, that was funny. I like that. Yeah. It's funny that it worked, you know? <laughs> But there's just like a lot of bits of people being like, oh, it's Friday, you know, really just hammering home. It's Friday, mm-hmm. uh, which I I love the Friday feeling. So, yeah, yeah, it's not Friday for us. So I was a little envious. But yes, big ups to the Friday feeling. <laughs> and Homer's drinking at Moe's um, and he's trying a new beer called Red Tick Beer. And the 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 gag of like, oh, this is really good, cutting to like how they make the beer. <laughs> Of just like dogs swimming in a beer vat. <laughs> really cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the line of like someone taking a sip and be like, needs more dogs. <laughs> it, it was interesting. I think this, it's definitely one of those things where it's hard. It's hard when something is so formative to see. When you see all the derivatives and then you see the originals, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to put in context how like groundbreaking it was. But this like quick cutting to jokes was like very reminiscent of like Thirty Rock to me, or even like mm-hmm. something more directly influenced by The Simpsons, like uh, Family Guy or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was 
I I don't know if The Simpsons was like the first, but I imagine it was like close to being the first in yeah. that kind of regard. I mean, The Simpsons reach has reached a level of sort of like being like a cultural monolith where it's yeah. like even though neither one of us had seen a full Simpsons episode before this, like this episode is very much just like a regular Simpsons episode, you know? Like that's how I felt watching it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's I mean, it's funny but it's also like it's just it's the simpsons like homer's right drunken he's drunk (laughs) 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 yeah and then like lisa being the skeptical one it's like yeah that makes sense yeah but i think even like the language of like i always i imagine someone who like is more used to like traditional sitcoms trying to watch this and just be like why do they keep cutting away (laughs) right right but it's like so natural for us who have seen everything influenced by the simpsons to be like yeah that's just how jokes are Mm mm-hmm but so Homer's drunk and he's like, it's 1 a.m. Time to go home and spend some quality time with the kids. <laughs> and his breathalyzer test he has to take, which caps out at Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, oh, my God, what a reference. I know. I was like, God, we're really in the 90s, aren't we? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that made me feel young. <laughs> it's like Boris Yeltsin, the guy from the history books. Yeah. <laughs> The, the time the U.S. influenced the Russian election. So yeah. just leaving that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, and he's walking, Homer walks home and there's creepy music and it's really setting the scene. And I did really like the music. I thought it was really fun. And there's like even a gag about like there's that the violin from like Psycho, like the mm-hmm. really high pitch thing. And there's like a gag of like the bus. He hears the noise and then he's like a, a bus drives by. It's just like an orchestra and a bus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, so and then so Homer sees an alien. It's like glowing, this like like radioactive green and its arms are kind of out and his eyes are big. And it just says like, don't be afraid. And then like Homer runs off. <laughs> and so the next morning, Homer is telling his family about the alien he saw in no one's really believing him, and Lisa's like citing a magazine called Junior, Junior Skeptic Magazine. <laughs> I love her. I told Raina, I was like, maybe it's good I didn't watch a lot of Simpsons because I feel like young me was like half Lisa and half like Louise Belcher. Like, just like I was that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and. And no one's really believing Homer. He goes and tells his like coworkers, and he tells the cop, and they're all pretty dismissive of him. Mm-hmm. And then in comes our intrepid heroes, Mulder and Scully, mm-hmm. in the FBI office in the basement. <laughs> and, and they got the they got the voice. They got David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson to voice their characters, which is always fun. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, The Simpsons does because right. it's sort of it's sort of a bit at this point to like mm-hmm. be a celebrity and be on The Simpsons or ha- have a Simpson character of yourself, right? But it's still cool nonetheless, I think. Mm-hmm. And well, there's a very great line of... <laughs> there's been another unsubstantiated UFO sighting in the heartland of America. We've got to get there right away. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mulder and Scully show up to the, the Simpsons, to Springfield. And I did love the S- Springfield FBI branch had a sign that said, invading your privacy for 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And they're, they basically like, they get home. Oh, I forgot to mention in the scene where they show up to their house. I do love the the badge. Mm-hmm. They show their FBI badges, mm-hmm. and the bottom of Mulder's is Simpson looking Mulder in a speedo, lying down in a speedo, which we of course is a reference to Dwayne Berry. Yeah, we should use that as like the image for this bonus episode. <laughs> 
I actually want to use the one. Have you seen the image where it's like Mulder from the X-Files, like real person Mulder? Mm-hmm. And then it's him showing his badge, but someone photoshopped the Sp- Simpsons one onto it. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, let's it's so that. good. Because uh, <laughs> that one always cracks me up. I made Raina pause and go back. <laughs> I was like, go back, go back. Exactly. And so they, they bring Homer to the FBI, the Springfield FBI office, and <laughs> they have him look at a, a, line, a police lineup. And I think one of the executive producers, I can't remember who, said this was like their most illegal frame because they didn't ask mm-hmm. permission to include like Chewbacca mm-hmm. and Marvin the Martian and Alf. Alf, yes, Alf. <laughs> Which apparently the guy who voiced Alf contacted him after the episode aired and was just like, just get me next time. I would have done the voice. <laughs> So yeah, and then uh, the other one, there was there was another one I looked up and then immediately forgot where it came from. So I don't remember where the silver guy is from. Oh, and yeah. then the other one is like a Simpsons alien mm-hmm. that I don't remember the name of. But yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It was it was a funny bit. And they like they they go to give him a live detector and like you can see cigarette smoking man like in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a nice touch. And the, yeah, yeah. So they're just like kind of doing stuff like just a, a cut of them trying to figure out if Homer's telling the truth or not. <laughs> we have Homer recreate what happened. So they're getting drunk at a at the bar and then going to the field. <laughs> and Scully has the line, this is the worst assignment we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> she just hates it the entire time. They they just like got note perfect of her just being like they they both don't have like a ton of lines, mm-hmm. but then like one of her lines being like worst assignment ever <laughs> and then Mulder starts talking and then like it cuts to like because it was in the day and it cuts and it's like him still ranting at night and it's like yes that also tries <laughs> mm-hmm. his little soliloquy and she yes. just like walks away in the background they all, they've all left they've all left and Mulder's just ranting in the field <laughs> she like looks at her watch and then just like walks away <laughs> Exactly. That's what she should do in the X-Files, too, I think. Absolutely. I agree. She needs to bring that energy to the X-Files. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Homer decides that he's going to prove everybody wrong and he's going to camp out to find the alien. So it's him and Bart camping in the field where he saw him. <laughs> and Bart has the... He, he goes to tell a scary story and he's like, and that's how much college will cost. <laughs> For Maggie? Yeah. I was like, wow, that joke really fucking holds up. <laughs> I was like, I was like shocked, actually. I was like, because, you know, like some of the humor in this episode is like is very like, haha, but it's very like 90s and it is very The Simpsons. Right. But then like, Mm -hmm. yeah, telling ghost like horse scary stories and Vargas and that's how much college will cost for Maggie. And we're being like, no, like, I mean, God, that one held up. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yikes. Have Have you ever seen that tweet where someone says. It says something like the Simpsons wasn't like didn't have a, a glass because like the jo- the joke online is like look at the Simpsons the Simpsons predicting thing line and it's like yeah like mm-hmm. look what it predicted <laughs> and they were like no they're not predicting anything no. we just haven't fixed anything since 1989 <laughs> right and it's also I think too like it's like okay so you're you're having a show like the Simpsons which is kind of like at the height of like our american cultural zeitgeist especially like in the 90s like now i i wouldn't say so much but especially during its heyday and it's like of course it's gonna have statements like this like literally it was the biggest cultural phenomenon of its time and right, like right. some but things I also, don't change 
So like, of course, there's gonna be like the Simpsons predicted. Like, n- like no, they didn't. <laughs> the the other one that gets cited a lot is I guess they have like a joke Democratic convention at one point, mm-hmm. and all the signs are like, "We hate governing." <laughs> it's like, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just that's always been. They there. still do. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. It was the '90s. It was our heyday. It was the it was the end of history, baby. Yikes. <laughs> We we defeated communism. There was nothing else to do, and it's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> and so you know they're they're sitting waiting for the alien, and the alien shows back up, and the alien just says, "I bring you peace." <laughs> and so, and but this time Bart filmed it, and so it got on the news, and everybody else was like, "Okay, let's all show up Friday and find out what this alien's whole deal is," mm-hmm. and. And so, like, Leonard Nimoy shows up, and, like, there's people, like, selling food and shirts, and they're selling shirts, like, one that says Homer was right and Homer is a dope. I love the Homer is a dope shirt. (laughs) Yeah. And and so the alien shows up, and the alien says, I bring you love. And I love the mob is immediately like, let's get it. his legs. He can't get away. (laughs) Exactly. And but it turns out the alien was Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of wild. It I was, mean, we the, should kill the story, Mr. Burns, but Yeah, yeah. But the the story the show gave us was that he every Friday he receives a medical treatment to stave off another week of death. Um <laughs> which is just kind of funny. <laughs> and they all start singing. Which, uh, it's it's such a funny way to end this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Mulder and Scully are there. Scully is wearing a Homer's a dope shirt. Yeah. Because <laughs> of course she is. Mm-hmm. She, she bought but one yeah. of those immediately. It, yeah, before they sold out. Mm-hmm. And that was the episode. It's it's so nice to watch episodes that are like 30 minutes long. Not even. Right. You know what we should do? We should make shirts that say Mulder is right and Mulder is a dope. And you can have the Mulder is right one and I can have the Mulder <laughs> oh is a dope God. one. Oh my God. That's so iconic. That's such a great idea. We should. We should do that. We're gonna just we're gonna spawn so many shared ideas with this podcast. <laughs> but just for us. Just for us. They're, these are copyrighted, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you can't make these. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just kidding. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. Anyway, this was this was a fun episode. It was pretty it was a lot funnier than I think I thought it would be. Yeah. I don't know. It was nice. It was a nice little break. I really liked, I think, honestly, the best part of this episode for me was the music. Honestly, yes. the music in this episode has been better than the music in any X-Files episode. <laughs> it was really good. I, I thought about so that, too, because every time the alien showed up, they did the like the X-Files right. theme. It was good at taking the atmosphere and using the theme in a really fun way. And, of course, it's they're owned by the same network, so they're both owned by Fox. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, they can just use the theme, right? But, like, I, I just, I thought the music was really great. It was great in this, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this episode. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I had a, I had a, f- I had a few like wrapping up like thoughts mm-hmm. or things to say is that I forgot to mention I read this oral history article about this episode and I actually thought of this episode 1995 like when the show was kind of still early and everything but they didn't get around to doing it until 97 and so somebody was like you're just trying to ride the coattails of the X-Files and it's like no <laughs> that's not we're just trying to do our own thing mm-hmm. and Chris Carter was really honored that they spoofed the X-Files yeah I saw that it was a real yeah he said he said people ask him like when he knew the x-files made it and he said when they got spoof on the simpsons when we were i think when they were in mad magazine maybe or something Mm -hmm. 
and when they were reviewed in the New Yorker. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like that'll really do it. Like mm-hmm. really cementing your place in the cultural like, like, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but the the culture, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah, I really this is such a fun like little breather episode. It was. Uh, we're actually yeah. So if 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 anyone listening has any other recommendations about episodes we could do, my friend told me about. I think they also were referenced on this episode of reboot reboot uh, a show I'd never heard of. So maybe we'll do that next time. <laughs> and of course, if you have any questions. If you would like to help me get lost in another rabbit hole about the X-Files or about any other topic, I am more than happy to. Because I sometimes I just like love learning about stuff that's unique and weird. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot more about... I don't know if anyone would be interested in hearing any more about the fandom. But yeah, let us know. And speaking of that, you can follow us on Twitter at Condensed Truth. Email us at CondensedTruthPod at gmail.com. And next time... We are watching... This is funny because we've already recorded this episode, actually. And mm-hmm. I'm almost finished editing it. Oh, yeah. But we are watching Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2, The Blessing Way slash Paperclip. Um, it's kind of a heavy episode. Mm-hmm. It's like Nazis and stuff. Uh, so just content warning for that. Uh, was there any other thing you think people should know about before they tune into the episode? Um... No, it's mostly just, like, Nazi war crimes. Nazi stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not really, like, any, like, lighting effects or any other plot elements yeah. that I feel like are trigger warning. Agree. So, yeah, that's it. We hope everybody has a nice weekend. Yeah, for tuning Bye. in. Bye! Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Bye.